It's November 11th, 2009. I'm Valerie in Toronto, and for National Podcast Post Month, this is No Mood Swing. Well, it's Remembrance Day, as I may have mentioned when I got the poppy last week. And you may also remember that so far in this series, there have been a couple mentions of Major Street, which is kind of down here from where I am right now. Um, Paul Schaefer mentioned it, and uh, I was on Major Street coming back from the uh, Buddhist Center. So I, uh, I'm looking through the Toronto Star, our newspaper here, on, online, and I happens to have an article today called Remembrance Day, The Boys of Major Street. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I think I should probably read that then. <laughs> so here it is, um, by Leslie Scrivener. Again, from the uh, November 11th edition of the Toronto Star. Who's left to remember Chucky and Porky, Solly and Harold? They are the boys of Major Street, who went to war and didn't come back, lost in the Atlantic, over the Bay of Bengal, and in Holland. Dr. Joe Greenberg is one of the few left who remembers them. He counts ten who died in World War II, who grew up with him on the West End Street that runs between Bloor and College Streets. Others were wounded or became prisoners of war. They spent their youth in the city playgrounds, Jewish immigrant kids too poor to afford a bat and ball, never dreaming they'd own a baseball mitt. They used broom handles as sticks and frozen horse droppings for pucks to play street hockey. These boys were among the earliest to enlist, some lying about their age, 17-year-olds going to war. One of them, Greenberg's cousin, Harold Fromstein, known as Red, lived at 117 Major Street. He used his older brother's name to enlist in 1940. Wounded in France in 1944 and decorated for his service, he survived the war. When I look at photographs of these guys, I feel so sad. When I read their epitaphs, it tears my heart out, says Greenberg, 87, known to his patients as Dr. Joe. To generations of Torontonians, he's a legend, known as the doctor who made house calls, the one who left his patients feeling they not only had his care, but also his love. Greenberg lives above his practice four blocks west on Bathurst Street at the corner of Ulster. Stooped and reliant on a cane, He still wears fine wool trousers and V-neck cashmere sweaters. He weeps, talking about those lost friends. Greenberg enlisted in the Royal Canadian Air Force in 1940. During home leave, he'd walk by the houses where the childhood friends he'd lost had lived. One of them was 82 Major Street, residence of Flying Officer Irving Porky Lindzen, who was shot down over the Bay of Bengal in 1945. When I got home on leave, I had such a yen for delicatessen sandwiches. I went to Becker's on College Street. That pastrami sandwich, it was incredible. I don't know what else to tell you. It would melt the heart of a cannonball. I passed Porky's mother on my way home. She locked eyes on me. She saw this young, healthy guy, and her son was buried somewhere in Singapore. Broke my heart. I could see the anguish in this woman's eyes. After that, I'd cut over and walk up Brunswick instead of Major. I couldn't bear it. There are many major streets, streets where immigrant sons volunteered, in cities across Canada, Greenberg says. His brother Morton, known as Mutt, 
calls their particular major street a street of collective goodness. Morton still lives in the family home at 98 Major. About 17,000 Canadian Jewish men and women served in World War II, Eric McGeer notes in his book Words of Valediction and Remembrance. Jews made up 2% of the population, but represented 7.5% of national enlistment. Why this enthusiasm to serve? It has to do with the values of their parents, who fled pogroms, Greenberg believes. They arrived here with little. In Greenberg's case, his parents' fortune was two silver spoons, but rich in hope for their children. They sold fruit and vegetables from wagons, keeping the horses in their backyards, and collected scrap metal and junk. They recognized and appreciated what Canada had done for them, says Greenberg, that it was a free county where they could raise their children in peace. Flight Sergeant Harold Sobel lived at 5 Major Street. Flight Sergeant Solomon, Solly K., next door at 3. Their houses still stand a few steps north of College Street. The two were friends and competitors, pitching against each other in rival baseball teams at Lansdowne Playground. They formed a club and carried their membership cards as good luck charms. A third friend, Charles Chucky Males, joined them in the Air Force. A rear gunner, he was killed on his first mission in 1944, the only man in the aircraft to die. Solly was the milkman's son, Harold the furrier's son, and uh, Chucky was brought up by his grandfather, says Greenberg. They were inseparable. And who the hell knew his name was Charles? Sobel is buried in the Netherlands, K in France, and Males in England. Acting Corporal Arthur Gold, who lived at 144 Major, was killed in Italy in 1944 and buried there at Morrow River Canadian War Cemetery. Greenberg also remembers when the mother of Joe and Murray Sunshine got telegrams indicating both her sons were missing in action. Murray died. Joe was taken prisoner and sent to Buchenwald, though he did survive. God almighty, that was something else. It's bitter to remember all that loss. But Greenberg also recalls a youth filled with pals and pranks. He belonged to the Knothole Gang. A group of kids would walk to Maple Leaf Stadium on Fleet Street to watch baseball, but had only one ticket. The first boy would use the ticket, then go up to the top of the stadium, drop it down the bleachers to the next kid, and so on. I really treasure those days, he says. We were poor and we didn't know it. Of course, the war added a note of tragedy. It was like Charles Dickens wrote in A Tale of Two Cities. It was the best of times, and it was the worst of times. That was Remembrance Day, the boys of Major Street, from Leslie Scrivener, from the November 11th edition of the Toronto Star. In a sidebar, there's a embedded video called A Poem Worth Remembering. I'm trying to get it to load up now. The caption is, A Poem Worth Remembering. It says, Veteran Louis Curran was in Holland the day the guns fell silent. Inspired, he put pen to paper. More than six decades later, Louis shares his reflections and his poem. Video by Randy Risling. It was the end of the war in Holland on May 1945. And uh, it was an awful quietness after all that noise. I didn't know, you know, 
just, is it real? Is it really over? And so this little poem came to mind as I saw a bird flying across the plain. And I said, the guns were still that day in May. Not a sound was heard. We raised our eyes in heartfelt thanks to see once more a bird. As it flew across the plain, midst desolation's lair, we knew that deep within our hearts, God was surely there. To you who would destroy our world, though imperfect it be, the curse you bring upon mankind will never set you free. So sound a note of reveille, let muffled drum convey. They died that we might see the sun come up once more each day. The blog is nomoodswing.blogspot.com. Be back tomorrow. Take care.